Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew 23. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would help us to understand, guard us from hypocrisy, so that we would not try to look good, but that we would desire true righteousness and desire your approval. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 23. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on the seat of Moses. Therefore do and observe everything that they tell you, but do not do as they do, for they tell others to do something and do not do it themselves. And they tie up heavy burdens and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing with their finger to move them. And they do all their deeds in order to be seen by people, for they make their phylacteries broad and make their tassels long. And they love the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by people. But you are not to be called rabbi because one is your teacher and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone your father on earth for one is your heavenly father. And do not be called teachers, because one is your teacher, the Christ. And the greatest among you will be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven before people, for you do not enter, nor permit those wanting to go in to enter. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, Because you travel around the sea and dry land to make one convert, and when he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are. Woe to you blind guides who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is bound by his oath. Fools and blind people, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold holy? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, But whoever swears by the gift that is on it is bound by his oath. Blind people, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift holy? Therefore the one who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything that is on it. And the one who swears by the temple swears by it and by the one who dwells in it. And the one who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! because you pay a tenth of mint and dill and cumin and neglect the more important matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. It was necessary to do these things while not neglecting those. Blind guides who filter out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you cleanse the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside appear beautiful, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and of everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you also appear righteous to people, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, 
because you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous, and you say, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partners with them in the blood of the prophets. Thus you testify against yourselves that you are descendants of those who murdered the prophets. And you fill up the measure of your fathers, serpents, offspring of vipers. How will you escape the condemnation to hell? For this reason, behold, I am sending to you prophets and wise men and scribes. Some of them you will kill and crucify. Some of them you will flog in your synagogues and will pursue from town to town, so that upon you will come all the righteous blood shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel up to the blood of Zechariah the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I say to you, truly I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How many times I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her young together under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house has been left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will never see me from now on until you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Jesus, in this chapter, tells what's wrong with the religious system that the scribes and the Pharisees had built. They were the conservatives who trusted the law. They followed the law and all of their tradition on top of the law. But they did it all to look good to each other rather than for God. This chapter, depending on how you categorize things, could be considered part of the fifth and final discourse of Jesus. Certainly ends looking toward what the fifth discourse is about, if it isn't part of the fifth discourse itself. Jesus says to follow the teaching of the Pharisees and scribes, but don't follow their example of hypocrisy. Jesus says they do their deeds to be seen by people. So he says, don't love the respect of men. And he gives the example of titles. They love titles to be called teacher, rabbi, to be called father. They did everything to be seen by men, and we should be careful the same. Jesus is giving here some examples of the titles that they wanted to be called. He's not making a specific rule about these specific words. It goes much deeper into our hearts. What are we wanting to achieve by being called these titles? Jesus pronounces seven woes on the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribes. He says, first of all, that they stop people from entering the kingdom of heaven. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of heaven, and they were turning people away from it. He says, they go work so hard to make a convert, and then they turn them into a son of hell, just like they are. So they convert people into something which isn't truly serving God. Number three, he tells them they look for loopholes, specifically in their swearing. So swearing is promising to do something, But they swear by something, and they had come up with these complex rules, loopholes, so that they wouldn't actually have to do what they said they were going to do. To us, these seem very silly, and they seem so to Jesus. But somehow, at the time, they made it make sense to themselves, because they didn't want to do what they promised. Number four, he says they focus on the minutiae and ignore the major things. So one example is he says, because you pay a tenth of mint and dill and cumin, 
and neglect the more important matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. And he gives this humorous example of straining out a gnat only to swallow a camel. Both a gnat and a camel were unclean animals, so the Jews couldn't eat them. But Jesus is comparing that to the way they live their lives. They work so hard not to make a tiny mistake, and then they swallow a terrible thing. Number five, he says they focus on externals, cleaning the outside of the dish. Just imagine a soup bowl where you just wash the outside and leave the inside dirty. So from the side, it looks like a perfectly clean bowl. And he says that's what these people are. And number six is similar. He says they're whitewashed tombs, again, focusing on the external. They look good, but he says inside they're full of dead men's bones. Number seven, he says they build the prophets' tombs, but their fathers are the ones who killed the prophets. And he says, you're just like them. You haven't changed. You just pretend. You say, oh, no, we wouldn't have killed the prophets if we lived back then. But Jesus says, I'll send you prophets and you'll kill them. And he says, the blood of all the prophets will be counted against this generation. Of course, they're going to kill Jesus. That's the the culminating event. But then they're going to kill the apostles as best as they can and many other Christians. But then Jesus says he loves Jerusalem. Even though it's going to be destroyed, he wishes that he could stop that. Verse 37, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her, How many times I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her young together under her wings, and you were not willing. So Jesus loves his people, even though they are rejecting him over and over and will kill him. Then he says, you will never see me from now on until you say, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. My understanding is that word until is not a certainty. It's more like an if and when. So they have to do something if they want to receive Jesus. So how about us? Do we love Jesus? Or do we just want to look good to people around us? And now for a deeper dive. People have discussed Zechariah, the son of Berechiah. Who is this Zechariah that Jesus is talking about? There's basically two options. Option A is 2 Chronicles 24 verse 20. Then the Spirit of God clothed Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, and he stood above the people and said to them, Thus says God, Why are you transgressing the commands of Yahweh, so that you will not succeed? For you have forsaken Yahweh, so he will forsake you. Then they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the command of the king in the courtyard of the house of Yahweh. Option B is Zechariah, the prophet, who wrote the book of Zechariah in chapter 1, verse 1, In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, the word of Yahweh came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Iddo, saying, The problem with option one is that he's the son of Jehoiada. Jesus says, the son of Berechiah. The problem with option two is that we don't read anywhere about him being killed between the temple and the altar. Now, I'm going to rule out Jesus making a mistake here because I believe that Jesus knew what he was talking about and didn't make mistakes. So, three possibilities I can come up with. Possibility one, Jesus meant option A. It's possible that son of Berechiah was added by a scribe later to the text. I don't think we have any evidence for this. 
or maybe there was someone in the family tree named Berechiah to make this correct, but I don't think we have any evidence for that. Option two, Jesus meant option B. So maybe Zechariah the prophet was also killed between the temple and the altar. I don't think we have any evidence for this. So option three, Jesus was actually meaning both A and B together. In the context, Jesus is saying basically A to Z, from Abel to Zechariah. He's including all the prophets in this. So combining two prophets named Zechariah could be intentional, but that's just another option. In reality, it doesn't matter. We trust that Jesus knew what he was talking about. There are different ways to explain this that could be true. We don't know, and we don't need to know. So it's interesting to consider, but let's not focus on this and become like the Pharisees who focused on things that didn't matter and ended up rejecting Jesus. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.